Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, looking at the data and stock odds, trying to find some edges for our trading in the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Good. I was just wondering, I thought we were working on our branding and there was a, some intro music. What happened to that? We had a serious week. There's no time for uh, <laughs> jingles and jangles. We need to get serious. First day of the month, seasonality. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll uh, we'll let you off the hook this time, but I was so excited about this, you know, branding. But anyway, um, let's uh, let's start with uh, some what we see on the futures since they opened. Uh, so it looks like immediately on the Dow futures they pulled back right at six p.m. Uh, tonight. Uh, Eastern time. And uh, as soon as they opened, they pulled back, but they uh, tested the support level from Friday. And uh, I see that repeated on the S&P. Uh, NASDAQ dipped a little bit below the Friday uh, and then came back. Um, Russell uh, also uh, testing that support and holding. So the way it looks now is the Dow Jones futures are up 150 points or 0.46%. Uh, S&P futures are up 0.49 or 20.25 points. NASDAQ is up 90.25 points for a total of 0.70%, doing the best out of the four horsemen here. And the Russell 2000 is um, sideways, pretty, pretty much not rising the same as the others. Um, it's up 0.34% or 6.3 points. So, um, yeah, we're seeing a positive tone so far that could change by the morning. Um, you know, we can talk about what is expected in seasonality for the first trading day of the month. Normally, just to frame things, we have a turn of the month effect. And that means that usually it's down on the last day of the month and it's kind of up on the first day or first two days of the month. And you get that sort of turn of the month and you, there's a lot of opportunity to pick up the discount from the last trading day of the month and actually carry it into uh, the, the new month. What may have in, impacted people's ability to do that was the fact that the last day of the month fell on a Friday before a weekend. We're still in war times. We're still in China problems and other kinds of issues. So it's uh, a risk aversion, you know, as far as carrying things over the weekend. Um, just before we get into Dave's seasonality stuff, uh, energy. We're seeing uh, crude futures off on the West Texas, 0.74 percent. Brent crude off 0.8%, gasoline off 0.62%, and heating oil off 0.37. Natural gas is way up, up 3.2%. So a different story for natural gas than for crude. So things are looking weaker on the crude front. So if I said to myself, self, why do you think uh, oil's taking it on the chin, um, considering the war is still going on and people are rumbling about more sanctions and things like that? And I would say that you got to look at the timeline of sanctions. Some of them are, 
you know, not until the end of the year. Uh, looking at uh, Germany saying they're going to be, you know, kind of off the dependency of, of Russian oil by the summertime, that's still a ways away. Um, so it's not immediate. And then I look at China and see more lockdown, more locked into this zero COVID strategy. Uh, and it is just locking down one thing after another, which is going to greatly harm you know, their economy, but also the global supply chains again. And so their demand for oil is proposed to be not as great under the lockdown scenario. So I would be going short on oil stocks uh, in sympathy with what I think is a weaker crude uh, out of the gate this week. Okay, over I, to you. I think, I think oil is acting more out of fears of recession and contraction too as well, right? It's That's the, a good the, point. The war story is uh, already built in there, but um, contraction in China, especially the U.S. first quarter GDP was contracting. So I think that's more reflective of uh, well, yeah. Of that. And we we did see more banter <laughs> about recession, didn't we? There's yeah. been more banter now, right? Yeah. Well, okay. what is uh, the first day of May starting tomorrow? And uh, for the spider, it's expected to be down minus 0.24 percent. So. Like you said, typically we expect a positive day or two coming into the new month, but um, the the almanac shows minus 0.24, just slightly down. But we're also coming from a very discounted um, position with last Friday being such a big sell-off, so we still may get an update. But within that, I tried to see which sectors and which stocks would be outperforming the, the spider or underperforming based on the, the data and the almanac. And I have a little list here. And there are some themes, like we are seeing short oil um, might be a good play because a lot of oil stocks are, are showing up as um, the, the potential to underperform the spider. Things like Apache, Oxy, EOG, FANG, PXD, uh, the XOP, the XLE, right? So all these are showing up as um, expected to underperform the spider. And then a major theme on the uh, outperformers are, are technology, the QQQ, um, some individual symbols such as AMD, Enphase, Solar, Apple, Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, those are expected to be um, quite strong. So, and, and another short would be gold. Gold and silver are expected to be weak, and some healthcare is expected to be long. So it's a little bit mixed. And um, there are some interesting individual stocks too, like within uh, the longs, Apple, Google, Moderna, Gilead, Regeneron, VRTX, Illuminon, NVIDIA. So you could put together quite a few baskets of some of the individuals that are popping up as strong or weak. And then there's some pair possibilities. Um, the fact that gold and silver are expected to be weak, but silver is much weaker than gold. And even in the futures, we're seeing that, right? We see silver down 1.97% right now with gold down one25 so you could even do GDX minus silver or look for individual stocks that are more exposed to silver or gold and look for strong and weak ones within that to pair up. And then finally, we have a couple individuals in um, kind of the hotel space. MGM was expected to be quite weak, but things like Hilton, Wynn, and Expedia travel stocks to be longer and uh, AMD strong and Western Digital short. So you could be quite creative with some of the, the individual components here that are showing up in the almanac once you use it. Okay. Um, so on the gold futures tonight, 
down 1.22% already. Silver down 1.95%. Platinum down 1.68. Copper down 2.20%. And palladium down 2.67%. So across the board, uh, base metals are down. We're seeing a problem in the grain markets. Uh, here, India's got heat problems that are affecting a lot of the wheat. And Canada's got um, both wet conditions and dry conditions uh, in different parts that are affecting uh, wheat. Um, so prices of uh, grains um, rising. Think about how that might affect some of your stocks uh, in the consumer staples area. Some can pass it on to the consumer. Some are caught between, you know, commit previous commitments and, um, you know, how much how much goods are costing them, and they can't pass it on. So there, there's some uh, various issues there. Uh, with the the metals, um, interesting would be to find some stocks that have a pretty good exposure to silver, since it seems to be the weakest of the bunch. Um, they could be good shorts and maybe long some, you know, gold might be still the better, the better one to be long against the silver. I don't know. Your thoughts, Dave? Uh, that's a good play, or even a mixture like copper and palladium and platinum. Uh, pick the weaker ones and be be longer the strongest gold stocks you can find. Yeah, I mean, at some point, see, here's my thoughts: is that at some point when the dollar starts to roll over, I don't know when that will come uh, strongly. We saw a little bit of hiccup on Friday with it, but um, it's still strong, and that should put pressure on the metals and other commodities because they're priced in US dollars. And so largely the world trades commodities in US dollars, uh, unless you're seeing, you know, some, it's a, still a small amount that's trading in yuan or in ruble or, you know, whatever, uh, circumventing sanction things. But the, um, the US dollar is definitely a big part of commodities. And so when the dollar strong, commodities should be weaker. And when the dollar retraces, the commodity should rise. So keep that in mind. And how are we doing in the currency world? Other than the dollar I just mentioned is strong. We're seeing the euro, um, you know, down in its, let's, I'm going to put a monthly here. So it's down at a eight-year channel. It's sitting on the bottom of an eight-year channel, the euro. Japanese yen is below that eight-year channel now, heading towards its 20-year bottom. Um, British pound, uh, again, pretty much at its getting closer to its 30-year uh, lows. Canadian dollar weakening a little bit. It's a commodity-rich country, obviously. Australia, Weakening a little bit, commodity rich as well. New Zealand, same thing. Uh, Swiss franc, pretty stable, pretty strong, uh, holding its own. So well, the strongest of them still is the US dollar trading at now its uh, eight year highs. 
And once it clears that, then we're moving towards 20-year highs. Mm. Air, big air pocket there. So, so I, I think it can do it. You know, I think there's still room left as we're still in our interest rate hike cycle, right? So I think there's still some room for the dollar. And, and that's been the flight to quality. We, you know, you haven't seen a flight to quality in Bitcoin, right? You saw a, a temporary blip when we roared up to like 48,000. That was probably some of the uh, Russian movement uh, into crypto the, by the people maybe concerned about, you know, what would happen with the ruble. So I think that was the early blip in that uh, Bitcoin rallying to 48,000. And, and since then, we've been stuck around the back and forth over 40,000, right? The 10-year Treasury is almost at 3%. We're at 2.93, and we're not that far away from a 3% level. So, mm -hmm. and I mean, tied to inflation and inflationary. Uh, yeah, I, I saw an article on um, Japanese, um, you know, a lot of dumping of Treasuries and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been, been impacting our T-bills, right? Anyway, uh, anything else from? Uh, no, I was just looking at the last month of what was the, the biggest performers were consumer defensive, energy, and utilities. They were the best three uh, sectors, and the worst three were technology, consumer cyclical, and communication services. Those are down quite a bit. But at some point, these won't persist forever, right? We're going to get some flip of that. So now you have. You have like for for this week uh, utilities uh, or for the first trading day of the month utilities weaker um, and tech a little bit stronger. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, a little bit more of a risk on kind of selection of stocks. Yet, yet it's supposed to be a down day. So this is the backdrop. We're supposed to have a down day generally with maybe technology having a little bit more pizzazz utilities and what consumer staples and basic materials all a little bit softer mm -hmm. that's right and what about healthcare a little bit stronger healthcare a little bit stronger so even biotech like xbi and IBB. Okay. So. okay good way to frame it um and that's just for the day for for the first trading day just of the month the first or trading week okay first trading okay day. and then we have the first friday so you guys can check this uh, seasonality almanac for the first Friday of the month, which will be at the end of the week, obviously. And um, and that's usually good. So when we're dealing with the seasonality almanac, we find that, um, you know, first day of the month, last day of the month, uh, first Friday and the third Friday, and then kind of the last three days of the month, I find to be the most um, reliable. And then a little bit of the mid-month seasonality, especially the 9th, 10th, and 11th business day, I find more robust. Um, so other than that, I don't you know, tend to, to look at like individual days, like a, what, what's happening on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, right? But you could, some people use it. For the first Friday of the month, uh, gold is expected to be pretty strong and silver. So basically, like, week until then. Yeah, and then um, things like utilities are stronger, and uh, so yeah. so that that kind of plays into it. You could see a little bit of 
technology because we've had a pretty weak April and then even seasonally it seems to be that way but you remember in May a lot of times we've had the rotation kind of out of some of the riskier stuff and then right away they start buying the blue chips in the beginning of May yeah any part of the selling may go away and then rotation yeah um, but, but it, it could be a little bit different this time around just because April's been so soft right so um I would I would plan for looking at your best and bigger you know tech stocks in a Nasdaq 100 um that that may be where the you know like I I wouldn't have a problem buying you know Apple or something like that right mm -hmm. and we've had, when now we're post earnings as well and it got discounted so you know Apple might be what is it looking on the almanac for Apple for first trading day of the month for first trading day, it's um, as as a long. Okay. And for the first Friday, just one second. That's an interesting. But that'd be kind of where I'd I'd look at is is the quality stocks like Apple. Yeah, um, that's a first Friday. It's expected to be quite an outperformer to the spider as well so okay. first trading and first friday so isn't that something well it might it might be okay all week since it's post earnings and it got beat up a little bit so let's let's keep an eye on that definitely i wonder if that comes up in some of our other screens for our signals and indicators and stuff yeah. so i'm going to be doing my homework there in about half an hour an hour or so good we'll see what well, comes up We've had our April showers in the down market. Maybe it's time for May flowers, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean the head. There's still some headwinds, obviously, um, but uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the way things are going, I was looking into a summer rally, July, you know, and kind of still see weakness until until the end of June. But I could be wrong. Um, that's how I was posturing. But I'm willing to go with whatever the stock odds uh, data says, right? I'm not going to argue. So the only the only thing that you have to contrast is is there a new macro that uh, you have to focus on? Is there a new disaster, a new a new surprise? <laughs> you know, because that can overwhelm the seasonal statistical stuff, right? Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Close her up. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay, well, have a good one. Good luck on your homework there.